uh, probably about a year ago, I was, um, I would be pretty much, I'd hit uh, like a THC pen, right? In the middle of the night, I'd be hitting that. And then I would do it to like relax or go to sleep. And throughout, I guess, weeks of having this habit of at night, you know, I'd, I'd hit that, I'd hit that pen. It got me into kind of mastering this anxiety that I used to have when I used to smoke. I've spoken about, I spoke about it before where it's like, um, Weed in particular kind of give, gives me like a heightened sense of paranoia. And pretty much I learned how to control it in a way or how to um, look past it. And an interesting habit that I've, I guess I started uh, engaging in wood was uh, I learned part of it was also to not kind of be too much in your head um, it's like if you were to get high and you, you wanted to overthink you could easily overthink but if you were to get high and you were to be curious and you to you want to look at positive things or like find the positive aspect or just find interesting things, it always kind of changes the experience. So that got me into this whole world of like YouTube videos of sounds funny, but it's like quantum physics and all this kind of stuff. And when you learn or when you kind of go deep into this whole world of quantum physics you kind of get into all these videos of um experiments and people talking about this and that and roughly it all kind of ends up in the same space because when you get into the the that realm of mathematics and reality so to speak it gets to the place where there's really no explanation and or your observation changes the outcome of whatever you're looking at. So for me, this kind of uh, changed my whole perspective or really kind of got me on this line of there's more than meets the eye. And um, as much as you want to break it down, as much as you would want to say there's an objective reality, when you get deep, 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 deep into even math or science, there's a point in time where none of it really can be explained. And it gets to a very kind of spiritual, ethereal realm. And even if you look into um, scientists or physicists like... Um, Tesla and Einstein, other mathematicians even. All of them get to a point where they have like very spiritual kind of vague quotes where it's like you kind of realize that there is no real objective reality, so to speak. Now, that can kind of be 
confusing or frightening for a lot of people. I think it's positive, honestly. I think it's a good thing because once you get past the confusion, you have to unlearn a lot. You have to shed a lot of things, but it becomes very empowering. And it's always going to be in this confusing state where there's no real answer. But if you lean into that, things do get kind of ethereal, kind of magical, if you will, or mystical. And that's eventually the point I am now, right? I went from... <laughs> basically getting high at night uh, watching videos on YouTube to really, really kind of delving deep into this meditative practice. And it all kind of connects together. Everything ties together. Everything is connected. So when you're talking about energies and all this and vibrations and frequencies, it's all connected to math. It's all connected to meditation. It's all connected this has all been figured out by human beings and civilizations many times. And it's been kind of spread in many different ways. And it's, it's uh, a common thread among, uh, among all like uh, spiritual practices and religions. They all roughly talk about it in a, in a similar way. So once you figure something out, you basically crack the code for everything. And that's the thing with um, the confusion of it all. It's that it, it seems to make sense, but it's always like a state of confusion. But you have to kind of just have this choiceless awareness. It's almost like... Um, the obvious thing that you hear all the time it's you are the observer of your thoughts you're not your thoughts and for me this is a positive thing and for everybody this is a positive thing this is the ultimate um, liberation because everything besides that is the trap so to speak And the trap is this whole thing you hear about in uh, you hear about all the time with this cycle of birth and rebirth, right? But you could also explain it a different way, which is um, the roller coaster of emotions, which is the highs and the lows. But you don't have to have highs and lows. You could just always be at a state of, I guess, uh, bliss, ecstasy, or pleasantness. You don't have to be going up and down all the time, which is basically what everybody's doing. And um, I guess that's the liberation. You have to liberate yourself from the trap. And it's all up to you. It's all up to your observation and your kind of choicelessness. 
because the second you make a choice or the second you make, you have an opinion on something, you basically create that. So the second you choose something to be this way or the second you logically conclude this thing is this way, then that becomes real for you. So there really is no rules. You are the ultimate kind of uh, magic wand. Your logic, your beliefs, your faith, your reasoning is the ultimate um, decider of how you experience the world and what um, what you think is real and what comes to you. And that's why um, you have to be very selective. That's why, I guess that's why it's important to be choiceless, to have choiceless awareness. Because even if you listen to a lot of these uh, people speaking online and books and all this, at the end of the day, you're taking in somebody's logic. Whatever their logic is, whether, whether it's emotional logic, whether it's some kind of a, a objective logic or whatever you're taking you're taking in somebody else's perspective and you're, you're believing that and that's becoming real for you so that creates your world so most of this process is kind of just unlearning or emptying yourself so it's so simple but it's kind of that's difficult because we we are so programmed but the truth is pretty simple as far as I can tell and I don't have all the answers but as far as I've been piecing everything together it's about state of being it's not about identity it's not about you're this person you're that person it's about transcending all of that and unshedding all of that and kind of um, liberating yourself from that up and down and maintaining your state of being it's not it, it's about um if you can maintain that state of being at all at all times of basically being in a good mood as simply as you can put it just just in a good mood at all times with no opinion about it, with no goal, with nothing, in a kind of paradoxical way that essentially kind of makes you the most abundant because you draw all the great things in life to you. But the thing about it is that people who are unconscious of this, that's why there's a difference between being conscious and unconscious. It's like when you are conscious you consciously are monitoring your state of being and you're making sure you're at that consistent good level but when people are unconscious any little thing will knock them off their path right so any little thing that comes your way you know you step on a pebble whatever you trip you fall that can ruin your mindset that can ruin your day so that's the trap that's the trick it's even if you trip and fall whatever even if you have a little hiccup here and there even if you have you know so so called bad things happen to you you should still maintain it a, a steady state of being positive 
because that ultimately dictates what comes to your what what you attract, what you bring into your world, what you create. Into your world. And this is all backed by uh, all these uh, quantum physics experiments. It is all connected. The observer changes the outcome. So if you're the observer and your state of being and your emotional state is the dictator of the outcome and the most important thing is how you control that and how you maintain that. So a lot of times these successful people you think that you see that are successful or that they have all these dreams through whatever way, whatever whether it be meditation, whether it just be strong, strong emotional control they maintain that state of being where they're this is who i am this is my path and they maintain that and they don't get knocked off it and it just happens for them. and i guess that's roughly how it all seems to work as far as i can tell and i think this is all very positive because this means what what all the Roughly what all the gurus and all these spiritual leaders and teachers say is it's really all up to you. Everybody has that within them. There are no limitations. So a human being is kind of limitless. So you are limited. There's nothing you can't do if you align yourself properly. If you align yourself and you control your thoughts and you detach from your thoughts you can learn anything you can do anything you can focus everything within you in a certain way and achieve what you want if you just stay persistent and steady on a certain path and don't get swayed by the little pebbles on your road because your state of being is the most important and that's why the practice of that kind of um, daily meditation is um, so re- repeated over and over again in your ear because that's basically what brings you back to baseline or what reminds you to what, what reminds you that it's important you detach you know when you think your thoughts are going you know left so to speak you detach. Like, I'm not that. That's not me. You you either engage with positive thoughts or positive affirmations, or you just go into a meditative state of choicelessness, choiceless awareness. You observe your thoughts. You don't form an opinion about them. So you maintain your state of being. So you don't get knocked off your reality, so to speak. And another way you could put it is, um, I think this is an interesting way. This is uh, an idea that I had when I was a kid. I remember being basically, I would lay down in the grass and I would just look up in the sky. Like in the middle of the day, I would just look up and I would just be thinking, oh shit, like, I'm, I'm existing right now in past, present, and future. Like, 
everything I've done has already been done, but it's it's happening right now again and again for infinity. Uh, I don't know why I would think this, but I I just would I just had this thought over and over again. I'm like, oh shit. What I let's say just as an example, like what I did yesterday, right now, like there's a version of me right now at this very moment doing that what I just did yesterday in another universe, another reality, whatever, and that's gonna happen always. Like right now, as we speak, there's a version of me in the future doing something that I already did or doing something that I'm about to do. But not only that, there's a version of that in infinite variations doing different things in different ways with different outcomes. And just rinse and repeat that idea, right? Past, present, and future. So there's infinite variations, infinite realities, and it's all happening simultaneously. And I would just sit there and think about this idea. And then years and years later, I came, come across these sort of quantum physics videos and documentaries, and they roughly explain this idea of the multiverse. And it's basically what I just said right now. It's this idea that there's infinite realities, infinite variations, and in every action you have ever taken, past, present, and future, there's infinite variations of you doing this exact thing or doing anything and having any outcome. Anything that's possible is happening at some point in time. So if you understand this and then you connect it with um, this idea of the Big Bang Theory, right? So the Big Bang Theory is uh, however many, I think it's 13 something billion years ago, Out of nothing came something, right? There was a big bang. And that's our cre the creation of the universe. There was nothingness and then boom, bang, everything. Which is a paradox in of itself, right? How can there be nothing and then there be something? What is nothing? What is something? Which gets me back to this other idea that I had, which is um, everything's a paradox. When you break something down to its smallest element eventually you're going to stumble across a paradox because from the beginning of time there's it's a paradox like how in the beginning of everything there's nothing and then there's something that is a huge paradox how can there be that right anyway what what i was getting at is um the big bang theory the second that happened Right? That's creation. Something was created. But if you look into all these, the rest of the theory is that we are technically still in the Big Bang. The, the, the bang. It's just where our perception of time is different. So the universe is expanding because the bang happened and it's still kind of blowing up and eventually it'll, it'll fizzle out. For us, we're experiencing, we're experiencing it as time, but essentially it could be in the, in the could, we could basically be in the um, a blink of an eye, right? So everything that has ever existed could be in the split second, but for us, we're kind of like in slow, 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 slow motion. And what that means is that at that moment that it 
banged. Everything um, has already been created. So every infinite variation, every infinite reality already is finished. It's already created. So you tie that back into this idea of quantum physics and the observer changes the outcome, right? So if there's infinite realities that are already finished, you can't change them, you can't influence them, but there's infinite possibilities, then what makes you experience one reality versus another? And I guess the idea is, as far as I can tell, the idea is what influences what you experience, what reality you experience is your state of being or your emotional state and how much faith and belief you have in it. And ultimately, how consistent and pure you can keep that, which is what it comes down to when it comes to uh, meditative practices and how they kind of choose not to choose anything. So this choiceless awareness, but pleasant state of being uh, draws in their abundant um, timeline or reality. Which I think is an interesting idea. And if you really look into it, whether it be Buddhism or these yogic practices or kind of like uh, people who, who are really into law of attraction, law, law of assumption, all these uh, manifestation people online, uh, quantum physicists, it, it, it's all connected. It all kind of has that common thread of the observer and the state of being of the observer is the kind of uh, the, the thing that chooses what you get to experience. So I think this is a very positive thing because it, it reminds you not to be in, in fear. I mean, you shouldn't be afraid of choosing this or that. Or There's no good or bad. The ultimate thing is reminding you to maintain your, your your stability right don't get into anger or frustration if you do that's fine it's not a bad thing but as best you can maintain your your faith in uh, that you're in the, you're the person you want to be so to speak maintain your faith in your in your path and don't get knocked off it so easily. And if you think you're getting knocked off or you're thinking negatively, just forget about it. And dial back, do some exercise, and get back to your practices. I think these are very positive things because eventually you start having experiences that confirm this. And these things cannot be kind of explained and you're not going to be able to convince people gets to a point in time where if you really dedicate yourself and you're serious about it it's not about actually it's not about being serious it's just if you put it into practice don't have too many expectations don't be too worried don't know just do it and then pay attention to how it goes 
eventually you'll get to a point where you can't really explain what happens to you. And if you try to convince people, it's going to sound kind of dumb and they're not going to believe. And you, at that, at that point, you should know that it's better not to really speak about this to people who aren't in that mindset. If it's meant for you, it'll find you, so to speak. So that kind of is what I'm going to end off on. If it's meant for you, it'll find you. And if you made it this far, then I guess in some way it found you. And uh, for me, this is all very positive. This is all very good things to hear because ultimately you're the one in control. And you shouldn't be too obsessed about control because, I mean, like I said, everything is a paradox. So don't be too worried about control. Don't be too worried about being confused even because it's, it's, you kind of have to give up logic in a way. Logic is a choice. With that being said, it's empowering to know that there's more out there than you think. A lot more. So, if this sparked your interest or your curiosity, look into it further. Put it into practice and just pay attention and see what happens.